Happy Monday, happy Monday, happy Monday, everybody. This is Kira Gladney for a, another episode of the Charity Movement Podcast, Mask Off. I am very, I'm excited to do another podcast to where we talk and that we, um, you kind of hear things from me and things that the Lord has been dealing with me this week about, but also Um, that we discuss some of the things that are happening in our world and we discuss the importance of what our our theme or our topic today is, which is prayer matters, right? And so the Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 to pray without ceasing. Prayer is essential to the lives of the believers and to our world around us as we see so many things are going on and we just saw i think maybe thursday we all got the news that the ukraine was invaded by russia and all the things that are happening and just the lives that are being lost already the buildings and the infrastructure that ukraine is losing as we speak is just astonishing and to be in this day in this time and i can remember um, our grandmothers and the mothers of our churches saying, you know, the Lord is coming and there'll be wars and rumors of wars, just like it says in the book of Matthew. And you actually see those things being mapped out in the word of God that are happening in our world already. They're being rolled out. And I know we all probably thought growing up like that is not going to happen in our time or that is not going to happen. It's too soon. But look at the world around us. Look at the things that are occurring. Look at the decisions that are being made in our country. As we speak, um, look at the Ukraine, which is a democratic nation that is being treated and mistreated this way by another country. Like, Look at what we are going through in this day and time. And it reminds me of the scripture that says that the whole world is groaning. Right. For the manifestation of the sons of God, the whole world is groaning for the saints of God to know who we are and the power that we have that was given to us by God through his spirit. So the reason why this is so important to me is because I didn't know what was going on Thursday morning. So Thursday morning, I was awakened at maybe 4 a.m. and I was awakened by a disturbing dream that was actually like a vision. And after I woke up, I was woke up because of how the dream ended. And I was woke up because I was startled from the dream. And the Lord told me to open up Facebook. And the first status I saw was pray for Ukraine. And it was from a pastor in our state. And I said, Lord, what is going on in Ukraine? So I Googled it and I'm scrolling and I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. And it was about how Russia had invaded Ukraine. And I immediately just began to pray and I prayed up to the point where I was dozing off. Like I was praying for a long time and I could feel the swift move move of God hit me (laughs) and wake me up out of sleep and to continue to pray and to continue to pray fervently. And the first scripture that came in my mind is pray without ceasing, because so many times we think that um, throughout life and our disappointments and things of that nature, we start to think that our prayers don't matter or that it loses its effectiveness. Uh, but it just reminds me right before I came on that I love how the Old Testament talks about, you know, your fathers, Abraham, Isaac and J- Jacob, the prayers of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the promises of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. So it shows you that prayer does not have an expiration date. Okay, 
I want somebody to really get that. Prayer does not have an expiration date. The things that you've prayed for, that you've added your faith to, uh, they don't have an expiration date and they are still on the mind of God. They may not happen in a day, that may not happen tomorrow, but God will come through for what he told you that he would do. So let's kind of backtrack before we go deeper down that area. Because what is prayer? Maybe somebody is listening and they don't really know what prayer is because maybe they weren't taught how to pray. Maybe they didn't grow up in church, which is totally understood. Understandable. So what is prayer? The simplest way that I can describe to you what prayer is, it is a dialogue between you and God concerning the things that are on your heart. Right. And so prayer is essentially a connector between you and God. Where you give God your thanksgiving, you give him your supplication, you give him your cares, just like the Bible says, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. This is where you lay aside every weight in the sin that so easily besets you. This is where you ask God for forgiveness. This is where you ask God for protection. This is where you ask God for provision. This is where you ask God for um if you need favor, if you need blessings, if you need um, security in a certain area in your life, this is where you talk to him. But you have to remember, this is not a one way call. This is a back and forth. So as much as you are speaking to God, this is God speaking back to you, reassuring you, con- Affirming things to you, rebuking you, correcting you. You know what I'm saying? And so prayer is a beautiful time of connection between you and the Lord. Why don't people want to pray? This is the most interesting question that I was thinking about when I was doing this podcast, because throughout our lives and our walk with Christ, uh, there are people that struggle in their prayer lives. And the reason that I could come up with is because they feel like either God is not listening, the prayers that they've prayed has not come to fruition yet, or God to them has not spoken back. Those are the three areas that I always think about when I hear people struggling with prayer or even when I'm in a prayer life, in my prayer life and in my prayer walk with the Lord, I find difficulty. It's because I either am praying for something that has not occurred yet and I'm starting to begin to falter or if I am praying and I feel like he is not answered back to me yet. And the, the situation in the Bible or the story in the Bible that really connects to that is Daniel and how Daniel prayed three times a day and he fasted for 21 days. And throughout that time, he was praying fervently. He was fervently praying. And on the 21st day, this is when the angel visited Daniel and he told him to get up. And Daniel was so scared um in seeing the angel and, and the angel told him not to be afraid and he said the lord heard you the first day that you prayed but it took 21 days for um the angel to get through to give him a message and it even took one of the chief princes michael to come and fight the prince of persia which is a principality and to get through to give you this word of confirmation and this word of deliverance and so a lot of times we think that our prayers are not being answered because we've done something wrong or God is just not concerned or it's not important to God. Everything that you tell God is important to him because you've made the decision to connect with him and you love him enough to consult him in your life. 
It is such a powerful thing when we love God enough to consult him about the things that are occurring in our lives. Even when we wake up and we just say, thank you, Lord, for a new day. He cares about that. Even when we're in the car and we say, God, make sure, please protect me from this and from that. Protect our children and protect us while we're on the road. All of those things are important to God because it's showing that you acknowledge him in all your ways. So then he can direct your path. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And so we have to trust in God enough to consult him every day in every situation. And the problem that I see in our country and in some of our four-walled assemblies that we call our churches is that we don't really understand the power that prayer has and we don't understand the seriousness that prayer requires uh though we do not have to say elaborate things in order to get a prayer to god there is a seriousness because every time you speak to god it's important every time you open your mouth and you refer to the lord it's important because if you want his ear to be um to you you have to have your ear to him so just as much as You want him to be invested in this prayer and answering the prayer. You have to be invested in learning how to pray uh, the right things. And when I say the right things, um, it just reminds me of when the disciples were saying, teach us how to pray. Right. And, you know, our father, which are in heaven, you are acknowledging that God is the only one that you should acknowledge in prayer. There is no angels that you have to pray to. There is not the mother Mary that you have to pray to. God is the one that you have to be you know, asking for his attention, right? You know, our father, which are hallowed be thy name. You are giving thanksgiving to him because you acknowledge that it is God who has made us and not we ourselves, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, which means that you are letting God know that you understand that above anybody or anything or any, any prince or any king or any president, it's God who has the power in this world and the world to come, you know? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. So now you're telling him, God, you are able to do all things but fail, right? Lead us not into temptation. Like you are telling, you are asking God to keep you and to preserve you and deliver us from evil. You are asking God to make a way out of no way. So in all those things, you are giving thanksgiving, you are offering supplication, you are asking God for forgiveness, you are making your request and petition known. Those are all areas of prayer. And there's an interesting thing when I was in college that I was given when I was a part of a campus ministry. And I was given a prayer wheel. And it's basically saying for five minutes straight, there are 10 areas that you can pray in that will lead um, 10 or 12 areas that you lead in that will cause you to pray for an hour. And, and at one point I was, you know, I was really like, Lord, how do I pray for an hour? Do I start repeating things? I remember when I was younger and we used to have prayer services and I used to be like, okay, well, I can only pray for a good 10 minutes of stuff that I need or stuff that I'm thanking God for, or family members that I'm praying for, or people in the world that I'm praying for, or things that come to mind that I start to pray for. But how do I pray for an hour without repeating things and then, you know, just being redundant, basically? And that prayer will really, really helped me because there are areas that we don't even think to pray for, like our leaders, our world leaders, our government, uh, because the Bible tells us that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And 
he will turn it however he will. So it is important that we pray for our leaders because it is God who can change their minds uh, when they decide to do certain things. And so this is why I bring up Ukraine, because these are the moments that we need to start praying over our leaders, praying about Russia, praying over Ukraine, praying over America so that we don't try to start World War III uh, because we see the things that are happening around us. These are the moments that we start to pray and petition that God does what we need him to do because it's only him that can change things. It's only him that can stop the things that are happening in our world. It is only him that can change the minds of leaders that are worldly, right? Wasn't it God that changed Nebuchadnezzar's heart? So this is the same God that we need to change uh, Putin's heart and our leader's heart and our president's heart. This is what we need God to do. So prayer is just so essential. And um, the definition of prayer is an appeal to ask, to beseech, or a solemn request for help or expression of thanks addressed to God in an object of worship. So we are requesting that God does something or we acknowledge we are acknowledging who God is. Right. And the Bible tells us that if any man come unto God, he must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek us. So it says two things in order for you to really have a good prayer life. You have to believe in who God is. You have to know who God is and not just that, but then. You have to understand in order for you to be rewarded, you have to diligently seek him. It reminds me of when David was saying that he he rose up to seek God early or, you know, even what the Bible says about praying without ceasing or seek and ye shall find. Ask and it shall be given. Knock and the door shall be open unto you. So there takes there there must be a determined mind when you go into prayer. Because you have to realize that things may not move by your timetable. God is not confined to our interpretation of time. God is not confined to what we deem as a deadline. That's why whenever I speak to women in families that are requesting that God give them a child after they have struggled to conceive or struggled to have a child, I always let them know that God does not move based on our time period that we want him to move. God is outside of time because he created time. There's nothing that confines time to God to say, okay, well, she asked me to do this today. So that means I have to do it today so that by October or November, she can have this baby. No, God moves when he is ready to move but also when we are ready to receive the things that we have prayed for and a lot of times we look at our prayers that we've prayed and we go back for those of us who have prayer journals and I've looked over years of prayer journals that I've had and things and, and prayers that God has answered and I've realized that a lot of those prayers that I prayed God is just now answering some of those things or the fruition of those things have come to pass because I was ready to receive those things and I had the patience and the responsibility that was required to handle those things. A lot of things that we pray for, 
outside of our leaders and, you know, praying for provision, praying for God to bless us with certain things or even blessing us with children. We have to think of those things that to whom much is given, much is expected, much is required. So if we ask God for certain things, we have to be willing to handle the weight of those things. And let me say this, a lot of us struggle in prayer because certain things have happened in our lives where we have been disappointed and we have indirectly made God at fault for what didn't happen. And we say, well, God, I prayed for this. You were supposed to do this or you were supposed to do that, right? And God's ways are far beyond our ways. His thoughts extend past our thoughts, right? As far as the heavens are from the earth, or as far as his ways are differing from our ways. And we have to acknowledge when, when Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. That is heavy. That is so heavy. Because when we ask God to direct our path, that means that whatever God allows to occur in our lives, we have to still deem him God. We have to still deem him worthy and we still have to trust him. Even when we don't understand it, even when we may not in our flesh agree, because the flesh will never agree to the righteousness and holiness of God. We will always try to second guess or question or have a mindset that is deferring to what God has for our lives. So we have to rebuke those thoughts and go hard after God. That's why the Bible says, I will seek hard after you, God. I will seek you even when I don't understand it. I will seek you even when I don't see a way out because why? He is the only one that can do it for us. He's the only one that can answer our prayers. He's the only one that can come through for us. And even in this day and time, when all these calamities are arising, he is the only one. He is the only one that can see us through. Nobody else can do it. Nobody else can rescue us. It's only God. When Daniel was in the lion's den, only God could deliver. When the three Hebrew boys were in the fiery furnace, only God could deliver them. Only God. That's why Peter, when Jesus asked Peter a question, Peter responded, God, where am I going to (laughs) go? Jesus, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? If you don't do it, it won't get done. You're the way to life and peace. That's why Jesus said, I am the way the truth, and the life. No man coming to the Father but by me. I am the door. I am my Father, I want. I am the resurrection and the life, right? He's the key. I am the true vine and you are the branches. If ye abide in me and I and you, the same shall bring forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And there is a confidence that should be planted in every believer when we have God's spirit which means that we are now a son in the family of God so that when we pray to him, we have confidence that we, if we ask anything in his name, believing that we will receive it. 
And that's Mark 11, 24. So that when we believe in God and we believe in what he can do because we look at his word, we know by the confirmation of his spirit as well as our experience. That's why faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If we continue to meditate on the word of God, we will begin to absorb the words and the spirit behind those words. We will begin to gain confidence in what his word says about us, for us, and to us. To the point that when we pray to him, we will repeat back his word. We will regurgitate his word to support the prayer that we pray. That's why you need faith to meet up with your request so that God can answer it. And just like uh, the Bible says, faith without works is dead. I would submit to you that the action of prayer is a work. Because once you have faith in something, you have to make that request known. Once you make that request known and you have faith in that thing and you don't allow the enemy to sift that word out of you, that's when the manifestation of that thing that you're praying for can come to pass. And I always go back to when I was, on my healing journey, one of the many um, healings that I have received from God in 2019 when I was diagnosed with scoliosis and I had a chronic boil condition called MRSI. And that's where I, I used to get boils and cysts in different areas of my body, in my nose, um, under my armpits, every every area. And it was very uncomfortable. It made me self-conscious. It made me just have very low esteem about myself for a while um because I just I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin and I began to pray to the Lord and I say Lord I need you to heal my body I really believe that you could heal my body but I didn't believe that he could do it supernaturally like I felt like I was gonna have to take medicine and God do it or I was gonna have to get a surgery and God do it uh but the Lord would have me reading scriptures and praying with certain people and coming in petition with other people for me in order to build my faith, to believe that God could do it like he said he would. And it took 10 months for my faith to be built up to the point where I believe that he could supernaturally straighten my, my back with scoliosis and that he could supernaturally eliminate the chronic condition of Mersai. And he did both of those things 10 months later. And it did not take someone having to pray over me and lay hands on me and, and do a lot of these elaborate things. And I'm not knocking any of those things, but nobody had to touch me. I just had to touch the him. And a lot of people find the act of prayer hard because it takes an effort. You have to have effort. Even if it's not eloquent speech, there has to be some effort. And I found that since having children, my prayer posture has changed. Um, I find that my most in-depth prayers with the Lord are either when I'm driving or when I am up at night or when I am in my kitchen. 
<laughs> my kitchen area <laughs> has become a blessed place for me. When I am by myself in the kitchen, I'm listening to a video or I'm doing certain things or I'm just cooking. And I begin to think of God's goodness. And I start to remember the things that he's done for me. It always happens in my kitchen. I begin to praise him. I begin to shout. I begin to dance before him. I begin to pray. And I feel his spirit. And I will hear his voice. Confirming things to me. Encouraging me. Rebuking me and correcting me. Those are moments that I love. Because it shows you that. God can answer how he wants to. And sometimes God will confirm it through someone else. You could be praying about something fervently and somebody will come or call you or message you or you will see somebody and they'll just speak something. And the Lord will say, remember that? Remember you asked me about that? Look how I'm coming through for you. And it's, it's just beautiful when you know that you are on the mind of God. You're on his mind. You're his child. He loves you and he loves us. He loves us. So when the Lord woke me up on Thursday to pray for Ukraine, I thought to myself, God, you love them. You love them. The fact that you woke me up, you woke, you woke many people up. I didn't just see, I didn't write a status about me getting up to pray, but I saw statuses on, on social media of people saying, God woke me up to pray on Thursday. I didn't even know why. Then I looked at my news. I looked at the news and I saw that this was happening in the world. God started calling people. God started calling people around the world to pray for Ukraine because there are people that he loves there. And it, it just makes me really realize how amazing God is and how important prayer is. And sometimes I will put myself included. We begin to become bewildered in prayer sometimes because things may not happen in our timetable or Sometimes we just feel like some of those prayers are not as important as others. But even if you're not asking God for anything, even if you're just saying, God, I appreciate you. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you've done. I, I'm so grateful that today was the theme of prayer because, you know, even it, it encouraged me. It convicted me because as much as you say, well, I, I have to find time on my schedule to do this. You find time to call who you want to. You find time to text who you want to. You find time to connect with those that you, you want to or you have a desire to. So it just shows us that we have to make God a priority. Prayer matters. That communication with God matters. Because if you start praying without ceasing, those moments that you can't pray. I can remember uh, when I was sick in 2014 or 15. And I was sick to the point where I had to wear a heart monitor and I had issues that a doctor couldn't even diagnose because they didn't know what was going on. And I remember one night I was in my parents' room because they would not let me go home to my apartment. I was in my parents' room and I was asleep. And I had gone through a situation where I was having a dream and it was a prophetic dream and I could not get out of the dream. I was, I was in the dream and I was in the dream and I could not get out. And things were happening in the dream and I'm fighting in the dream. And I went to wake up and open my mouth and I couldn't open my mouth. I could not say anything. I could not pray. I could not call on the name of Jesus. And all I began to say in my mind was Jesus, 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 Jesus. And I 
eventually broke through to where I could say it verbally. And the Lord started reminding me of all the prayers I had prayed, all the prayers that my mom would be praying, all the prayers that the mothers in our churches were praying, all the prayers that my grandmother was praying. And this is the reason why we have to teach our children to pray. This is why our parents taught us how to pray. This is why our grandparents would have us at church praying because prayer was necessary. When you have those prayers stored up because they don't have an expiration date, God will begin to come through for you. This is why the children of Israel were so blessed. Not just because the generation that was current was praying because a lot of those generations were not. It was because the generations before them had paved a consistent fellowship with God to where they received the favor of God. This is why in Chronicles we always say, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. How could they do that? Because the generations before them had done that. And this is how God continued to favor them. But a lot of times we go through life and we start to progress and we start to evolve. And a lot of times we forget the things that brought us from faith to faith. Prayer is one of those things. Prayer is one of the main things that brought us in faith to faith. And when I look at myself in ministry and I look at where I am and the things that God has allowed me to do, it always takes me back to when I was a little girl at the church that I grew up at. And I would be on the front porch of the church. And there was one of the mothers of the church that used to teach me how to pray on top of my parents, of course. And (laughs) they used to call me a little prayer warrior because if the mothers in the church used to tell me that something on their body was hurting, I didn't think twice. I would get some oil on my hands and I would lay hands on their bodies, their knees, their ankles, their feet, their swollen feet, anything. I was not afraid. I was not scared. I was not, you know, squirming around. I would lay hands and I would just start praying. And I used to go in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, God, I need you to heal. Like I was going in at five, (laughs) six years old to the point where I would open my eyes and I said, Jesus, name, amen. They said, oh, man, I feel better. Or, you know, thank you for praying for me. You you did that. (laughs) It just reminds me of my child and how. You know, my son is three years old and he already prays over people and he is so fervent in that. He believes in that. And then he'll ask you after he's done, you feel better? (laughs) Or after we pray for him, if he hurts himself, after we say, amen, he's, mommy, I feel better. I said, it doesn't hurt anymore. No, because he believes in the prayer that we've presented before him. And this is why God was so intentional about making sure the children of Israel kept prayer at the forefront of their minds, kept the meditation of the word of God on the forefront of their minds so that they wouldn't forget about God. They wouldn't forget about what he was able to do and what he's still doing in the world today. I'm just encouraged today because even with all the things that are happening around us, there's a reason why the Lord really placed it on my heart to talk about prayer and how it's essential that we pray for our world so that God can stay at the midst of it all, so that God can keep back all the things that are happening wrong in the world, 
so that God can protect our children, so that God can protect our nations, so that God can protect our worlds. So many people are going back to business as usual. They're going on trips. They're not coming to church. They're going on vacations. They're going on flights. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of times we always just go through life and we think that things won't happen to us because if whatever. It just won't reach us. It just won't happen. But this is why before you get on the flight, you need to pray. Before you get in your car, start driving, you need to pray. Before you walk out your house, you need to pray. Before you do anything, you need to pray. Before you eat your food, you need to pray. You don't know what is going on in your food. I've done so much extensive study about the FDA and things that are passed and things that are going on. You don't know why you should be praying over the things that you eat, why you should be praying over the things that you drink, why you should be praying over your children every day. Because just as much as God is working, the enemy is always trying to buffet us and cause us to deny the things that God has done in our lives. And that includes the desire and the confidence that we need to go in prayer. So y'all, that's all I have for today. I want us to really value prayer. I want us even as women to value prayer. It just reminds me lastly of Jeremiah 9 and 17 when God said to bring out the wailing women to speak the message to the people. Sometimes you need the wailing women, the women that will get on their faces and pray, the women that will cry out to the Lord to cause a change to be made. We really got to take it seriously, you guys. God is calling us to prayer. That is, God is calling us to seek his face so that he can start doing some, some real amazing monumental things in our lives. So he can do some life-changing things in our world. We need him. We need him. And I'm, I'm so disheartened by what is going on in the Ukraine. And the saints that are over there, that are believing God to move. And they need us to be praying and interceding for them. So I hope that today, before you end this day, that you you say a prayer for them. Even if it's five minutes that you pray for them. Asking God to bless them and cover them and provide for them. Food, shelter, protection. That God will hide them even in plain sight like he did for the children of Israel. So you guys remember to like, comment, and subscribe to the Charity Movement Podcast. Make sure you uh, even listen while you're on the road to the audio podcast. I'm so amazed at what God is doing in Charity Movement. What he's going to do in my life and in yours. I love you guys. And remember that the only one stopping you is you. See you soon.